You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Hope you're well. Come on in, stay a while. Peyton Manning will join us coming up a little bit. He had a conversation with Joe Burrow about the highs and lows of the expectations that come with being the number one overall pick, being a rookie quarterback. Peyton said he wouldn't mind if Joe Burrow broke his interception record that he set as a rookie. So Peyton will join us coming up. Reggie Miller will join us coming up as well. Now, I said to Reg, I said, look, I want to have you on, but I want to make sure that you watch the Jordan documentary. And then I was wondering, would he have watched the Bulls documentary last night if he was not coming on the show? Because I think Reggie is prominently featured in episode eight or nine. But I'm going to, well, we'll talk to Reggie what he thinks of all of this. And, you know, for a lot of these players, it probably brings back a lot of bad memories. For us as fans, it's good memories and uh, reinforces just what Jordan and the Bulls meant to society back then. You know, I said boy band. They were like a boy band. They were like the Beatles. They, they were the sports equivalent of the Beatles. You'd never seen anything like that. I don't know how long. The Beatles stayed together, what, eight years? How long did the Bulls stay together? You know, Mike left for a year and a half, missed two seasons. But, you know, you had a similar run there. They were like the Beatles. We had never seen that. Jerry Krause would play the role of Yoko Ono. Oh, no. Yes, probably so. Although, well, I don't know if Yoko ever really helped the band, but she may have hurt the band. Jerry Krause helped build the band. He's the one that made some of these moves here. Jordan fell in their lap. They drafted uh, Tony Kukoc and waited for him to come over. They traded for Scottie Pippen. You bring in Phil Jackson. They made, he made some moves there. But if you're looking for a scapegoat or a villain in the first two episodes, that would be Jerry Krause. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to our radio partners and, of course, our TV partner. That's youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. I'd mentioned a couple of weeks ago they were going to do a test run of the draft. And I saw where Dan Graziano of ESPN is saying that today is the test run. It's a mock draft Monday here. They just want to go get all the teams in place and let them know this is what it's going to be like. This is what it's going to feel like, sound like. And you're going to have a – it's mock draft Monday, apparently. Uh, but And the NFL is also still working on a 12-game schedule, 14-game schedule, and, of course, the 16-game schedule. That schedule is going to come out in a few weeks from now. So, poll question, McLevin, what do we have? Okay, will Tua Tungabailoa fall below number six? 54% say no. Hmm. Just feels like there's so much information working against Tua. And it feels like you have a singular voice with Trent Dilfer who's been working out Tua. You know, if, I, if he goes to six, he goes to the Chargers. I, you know, and once again, I, I tell you things, hopefully that these are things that are reliable when it comes to the draft. I, I'm not here to fill up space with just I'm hearing in rumor and innuendo. I, I don't do that to you. But uh, I was told yesterday uh, by a source, somebody's going up to get one of these quarterbacks. And by going up, you, your, your second quarterback is not going to be taken at five or six from what I'm told. It feels like somebody is going up there. Either you know the Lions are going to give up the pick or the Giants would give up the pick. It feels like you can get whatever quarterback you want. 
You know, it did, I, I was also told the Chargers aren't going to move up. They're not hell bent on moving up because if they don't get who they if they don't get who they want, then they're fine with you know getting somebody else or moving down in the draft. That you know, the the Chargers are content with Tyrod Taylor. They are. But I start to look at some of these teams who th- who are looking at the draft, going, wait, if two is full, like if you're the Raiders and you brought in Mariota. And you have Carr and you have the 12th pick and, and all of a sudden two is there. What are you doing? You got another first round pick. If you're Carolina, you got Teddy Bridgewater, but all of a sudden there's two. If you're Jacksonville, by the way, Leonard Fournette, I guess, is on the trading block. Maybe he could join Cam Newton wherever Cam ends up. But uh, I found that interesting. Uh and what are you getting for Leonard Fournette, anyway? In, in today's NFL, I mean, he had 1,100 yards and I think 75 catches. You get him for one more year at a really reduced rate, and then he's going to be in his, get a new contract. And so I guess Jacksonville's made it known that uh, he's on the trading block. And after his comments that, uh, hey, why don't we bring in Cam Newton? That, uh, that didn't go over well, apparently, with the uh, front office. Yes, Todd. Can they forgive him for net at this point and keep him in Jacksonville after this? See comments? what you did. See what you did. What do we got there? B, B plus. Nah, I probably a C minus <laughs> D. D. Yeah, yeah. Right. D for Denver. Got your Broncos jersey on. Got my Manning jersey. Flying the colors here. Yes, McLovin. Mike Florio said that the Kansas City Chiefs were interested in Fournette. How would that work? Uh, somehow Andy Reid will make it work, but you know, understand if you're getting, what am I giving up to get him? What, what did you say that, uh, Christian McCaffrey was worth if they traded him a second round draft pick or third? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. The face of the franchise is worth a second or third round draft pick in Christian McCaffrey. And he doesn't have baggage. You know, Fournette's a different running back. And then you have this where he says, Hey, you know what? We should bring in Cam Newton. I just want to know how he would have felt if Gardner Minshew said, you know what, kind of like to have a better running back. I'd really like to have a running back who uh, can actually block or uh, you know, whatever it is, whatever the criticism of Leonard Fournette is. But maybe he can join Cam Newton somewhere. But if Kansas City, Andy Reid would find a way to use him. Let's put it that way. As great as Andy is, he'd, he'd find a way to use Leonard Fournette. And that'd be an interesting kind of, combination there fire and ice where you know you had Leonard Fournette just banging through the line like Derrick Henry and now all of a sudden I got Patrick Mahomes that ability to be able to like both could help each other not that Mahomes needs that much help all right so that's our poll question and uh be interesting interesting to see what's going to happen here in the next couple of days does Tua come back around where people start to build him up again? Because everybody had their week, it felt like. Justin Herbert had his. Joe Burrow has had his. He's had some months here. But then somebody came out and said, uh, I don't know if it was a scout or GM or a coach who was anonymous who said, you know, I see him as like a, like a third-round draft pick here. I'm like, okay. His arm strength. I want to know what your your mental capacity is to play the position because that position more than any position in, in sports is the mental aptitude is what I want to know. How do you process? What do you see when you go to line of scrimmage? They, you know, you're going to check down, you're going to audible, you're going to 
you know, go from one receiver to your next receiver. You're going to do your reads. Like, those are the things you have to do. And two of the, you know, look at the great quarterbacks of all time. I mean, Peyton did not have a strong arm. Joe Montana did not have what you would consider a rocket arm. Tom Brady did have zip to it, you know, his ball. But I, I think we get caught up in you got to have the measurables. Drew Brees. Like, how do you explain Drew Brees? You can't because you can't explain the mental acuity, the capacity to be able to do what they do in real time, to be the mentally tough part of this. And it goes back to when you throw an interception, what you do after that shows me a whole lot more than after you've thrown a touchdown. I want to see who you are in that position. And Tua is probably going to show us a whole lot more because he's coming back from these, you know, a devastating injury. He's already showing me things that I love in, in, in the quarterback. I don't like that he's injury prone or the, the perception he is, but I love that mindset of I will come back and I'll be better than I was before. And to have that, you're going to have those days. You're going to have those moments. You're going to have those months. You're going to have those years. And then what do you do when that happens? But I think, you know, maybe Tua gets knocked down a little bit and then we'll see if it's all smokescreen. Because when I come in next Monday, the first thought I'm going to have, question I'm going to have, opinion I'm going to have is on Tua Tonga-Vailoa. What was real? And we're going to find out Thursday night. And then whatever happens on Friday, but even Friday morning, I'll be asking about Tua Tonga-Vailoa. That'll be the first thing. Unless something crazy happens, like the Dolphins do go all in on Joe Burrow and just say, here you go. Here's your four first-round draft picks, and then we're going to take Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is the safe pick, but you got to take risk in the NFL. Coaches, GMs, owners take risk all the time. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But when it does, you go, oh, man, I saw that coming. Patriots getting Randy Moss. And we're going, why did they want? He's not the Patriot way. Corey Dillon. Like, you take some chances on some of these players. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, Paul? I, I love the mock draft reaction. If you look at the Boston media, all the Boston media today is leading with Peter King's column, which predicts the Patriots will trade up to get Tua in this latest mock draft. I mean, that's the number one story in Boston right now. Yeah. Is it conspiracy theory? Uh-huh. Does Nick Saban want Tua to go to Bill Belichick? These are all the rumors. That's all it is. Yes, McLovin. Can we talk about the very import, important metric about how they threw at the Dan Patrick Show Super Bowl set? Because I have to be honest, Joe Burrow wasn't necessarily bringing it when I was out there catching passes. It was accurate, but it wasn't Kyler Murray. Well, what I want it, yeah, Joe did a little better in the interview process than Kyler did. But, um, you know, I don't care how strong your arm is. I really care how accurate you are. And can you throw people open? Joe Burrow and Tua had the luxury of having, you know, NFL talent at their wide receiver positions. Now you have to throw your receiver open. And that's the hard part with all of this. And, and Peyton can obviously speak on, on behalf of that. You know, knowing what you need to know in, the real, in real time. And that's the mental capacity of being able to process an inter, uh, information. 
you know, Carolina, when they got Cam Newton, they kept it simple from what he did at Auburn, which was the smart thing to do. They wanted Cam to be Cam from Auburn, not, hey, you come in. Now you got to change. You got to do what we do. I feel like the teams that bring in a quarterback, they let that quarterback be the player they're drafting instead of, hey, you could do that in college. You're not going to do that here. I want to draft you. Like Marcus Mariota, I wanted him to be more like he was at Oregon. And it felt like he was, uh, I don't know, there was trepidation there. He was, he was not pushing the envelope. He was not being the aggressor. He was not forcing you to make a decision. Uh, like, you have to react to me. And I think the great quarterbacks make you react to them. It's like John Wooden would never call a timeout. He wanted you to always call a timeout. He wasn't preparing for you. He wanted you to prepare for him. And I think the great ones are able to do that. You react. I want to see how you react. Yeah, Paul. But it's funny that we have these people in studio. Whenever we have a quarterback in or a draftee in, I always look at them and say, based on their personality, what I think. And I saw Marcus Mariota. I'm like, boy, I really like how chill he is. I love the fact that he seems kind of like a nerd, the kind of guy on a Saturday night who's probably watching tape at home in his apartment. And I thought that was a good thing. Now, he's a nice player, but he never really got there. But sometimes their personality, the nerdier they are, I think the better. Well, you talk yourself in and out. You'll be like, man, I, I love the demeanor on that guy. And it could be either he's really cocky. Con- like Jameis Winston came in and he, very pleasant. But, you know, you started to wonder, hey, I got all this baggage that goes along with that. Something's missing there with that guy. But we've had, you know, Johnny Manziel came in. Hey, couldn't have been friendlier and say hello to everybody. And, you know, but then you got that feeling of, is he sort of playing the room here? And uh, he was working the room a little bit there. I would love to see a defensive lineman or defensive end going after a quarter. Instead of the wonderlick, I'd like to just say, hey, let me see what you come up with because we're going to have that guy come in and try to hit you. I, you know, instead of just throwing at the combo, I want to see if, if somebody's chasing you, how do you react here? But all of that's silly. All I do is look at the game film. And you'd think what Tua did in the SEC, Joe Burrow did in the SEC, I'm okay with that. Remember, I felt bad for Deshaun Watson because I thought, man, he's right there. Like, he's right there. He did everything you wanted. Now, you can say, all right, you know, did he do it against great competition when he had to? Yes, he did. Yes, he had that game against Pittsburgh. But he he was right there in front of us. And we don't want what's right in front of us. We, it's like Jordan Love, the great mystery. Jordan Love. Well, wait a minute. These guys did this. At a, I mean, Justin Herbert did it in the Pac-12. He you know, did it in the Rose Bowl. And, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. But Jordan Love. Yeah, but he didn't do anything last year. Yeah, but he's got all the measurables. Those things get you fired. Measurables get you fired. They do. Man, he's got potential. Potential gets you fired. A couple of phone calls. Take a break. Peyton Manning will uh, join us. Let me uh, get to Matt in Kentucky, then we'll take a break. Hey, Matt. Hey, Dan. 6-1 and a eh, 190. All right. First, I just want to say uh, thank you to you and uh, what you and the Danettes are doing during this time. I'm a chaplain at a hospital here in Kentucky, and uh, just getting to listen to you before I go into work and after I go into work uh, just really helps uh, give me a little bit of escape time from this uh, pandemic. Glad but, to help. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Best of the weekend, my wife uh, gave birth to our baby girls. And so uh, I just wanted to ask a question to you and the, some of the Danettes. I know uh, have girls. Uh, 
Any advice for being a girl, Dad? <laughs> uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. And be a good listener. Be a good listener. That's uh, the best thing I can tell you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll talk to Peyton Manning and more of your phone calls as well. 17 after the hour. This is The Dan Patrick Show. You check things all the time, email, you check your Instagram. What about checking something as important as your credit? Discover makes it quick and easy, and it's free, even if you're not a customer. Check your FICO credit score, and that's the score used by 90% of top lenders. You can do that for free. Checking your score is not going to hurt your credit either, and you can check each month for changes there. The Discover credit scorecard is free for everyone. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Discover.com slash credit scorecard limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Peyton Manning has accepted the all-in challenge with a round of golf and dinner being auctioned off for charity. The winner and two friends will play a round of golf with the two-time Super Bowl champ, followed by dinner with 10 of their closest friends. More on this with uh, Peyton Manning, the all-in challenge. Am I eligible for this, Peyton? Sure you are, Dan. Um... I was thinking about throwing you into the package to see if that increased the value of it, but uh, um, maybe uh, uh, maybe in the fourth quarter of the auction, I'll add that in. Okay, if you need me, if you need me for a little help, bring me in from the bullpen. Are you fun playing golf with? I think I am. I mean, that's kind of why I play golf is to have fun. I enjoy playing with uh, with good people. Uh, you know, my whether it's my brothers and dad or my teammates or. Uh, just buddies here from college or whatever it may be. That's kind of what it's about for me to to have some laughs and to put the phone down and, and to get away. Uh, so that's kind of what I thought about doing was, uh, uh, you know, creating something where we could have some fun, have lots of laughs and, you know, go to dinner at a, at a local restaurant in that person's hometown, maybe support it if they've been struggling and uh, tell some stories. And like I said, have some fun, maybe have a, have a memorable day and evening. Have you played golf with Michael Jordan? I never have. I never have. I know how much he loves to play, but I've never gotten the chance to play with him. I remember um, I saw Michael Jordan at a uh, with two things. The first time I did a commercial, uh, uh, really ever, kind of a national commercial, was after my second season uh, in the NFL. We had a, a good year with the Colts, so I did a commercial with Michael Jordan for Gatorade. And what I remember was, it was the first time I was introduced to what a double was, what kind of your double for the commercial was. Somebody to stand in, somebody that was the same height as you, kind of had a similar look. And I think Jordan's double just made a killing doing all of Michael's commercials. I mean, he'd travel wherever he was. And so, and he did kind of look like him. And I remember I'd get there, they go, oh, Peyton, uh, are your double's hair is a little shorter than yours. Do you mind if we cut your hair to match your double? And I was like, isn't it supposed to work the other way around? Like the, the double match me? Like, would you shave? Would you tell Jordan to shave his mustache to match the double? So that's kind of what, that's kind of what I knew Michael Jordan was who he was, and I was a little further down the ladder. But I, I remember when um, we won the Super Bowl in Indianapolis, I saw Michael at a golf tournament in Charlotte, and. uh you know, I was kind of, I guess I'd kind of gotten used to hearing sort of congratulations, congratulations, great job. You're kind of on that on that circuit. I remember seeing Michael Jordan. He said, uh, 
Hey, Peyton, congratulations. you got a long way to catch up to me. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. I thought he would hold up uh, you know, one hand like five, like you're five behind him. Right. He may have, but uh, he made it very clear, so it kept me humble, which was a good thing. But the difference between – like you played golf with Tiger, right? I have, Okay, yes. but that competitiveness and, – and, and Mike – I don't know how people turn it on and off the competitiveness. When you play with Tiger, is he competitive? Well, I mean, it's it's the odds are kind of stacked against me. You know, he doesn't. The times I play with Tiger, uh, he doesn't really like to give shots, and so he'd say like, "What's your handicap?" And I was like, oh, "I don't know. I'm a I'm a I'm a nine. He's like, I'll give you nine shots. And I'm like, but you're not a zero. He's like, yes, I am. I'm like, no, you're not. You're like a plus seven right now. So I'll take 16. And he's like, no, I'll give you I'll give you nine. I'm like, well, this is not, you know, so I mean, we, I mean, we can never get it figured out on the first tee. So therefore, it really wasn't much of a match. We're talking to uh, Peyton Manning, the all-in challenge. Give people uh, more details on this and uh, some other people involved in this. By the way, I saw where your brother's giving away the Corvette that he won at the Super Bowl when he was the MVP. Yeah. I have the card, Peyton, that I that says Eli, because I presented that to him. I, I was telling you the story, uh, whatever, last, last week. Right. I don't know if the person bidding on that wants the actual card that says Eli Manning, you've just won this. You're the MVP of the Super Bowl, but if absolutely okay, because that's, I absolutely that should be that should be in it. Yeah, let's uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out how to get that to, to Eli to, to because Eli's going to present the car uh, 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 to the to the actual winner. So yeah. I just hope the winner is like in Seattle, Washington. So Eli has to <laughs> travel all the way out there and pay for the shipping out there. You know. I mean, I think he thinks it's going to be in New York somewhere, you know, some big Giants fan. But there's lots of Giants fans in Seattle, too, I think. So. You're, how about Hawaii? Yeah, no, exactly. It, it, it's, in the, it's in the United States, yeah. so Hawaii's in play. But, uh, yeah, you know, I guess when you got two Super Bowl MVP cars, you can give one away. But that's pretty cool for you to do that and, and to give it away in person. And uh, the All-In Challenge, Dan, it's put on by Fanatics. It's just, you know, it's – it's inspired by the Ice Bucket Challenge a couple of years ago by J.J. Watts, uh, kind of uh, uh, fun he set up for the hurricane in Houston, and just a just a chance for people all over the the world to contribute and to participate in kind of a fun event. Either uh, there's raffle items, there's a chance to be on uh, a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. You can buy a raffle ticket for ten dollars, and you might win. The more raffle tickets. You buy, maybe the better chance you have to win. All there's kind of pure auction items, sort of behind-the-ropes experiences. I think Tom Brady's offering dinner with him uh, after their first game with the Bucks and his game-used jersey and and uh, cleats from that game. Uh, Eli's doing the car. I'm doing golf. It's, it's a chance for athletes and actors to kind of offer behind-the-ropes experiences for people all over the world to, to bid on and contribute. All the money's going to hunger programs, to feed kids who aren't getting fed properly, to feed people who are out of work that need food, to provide uh, meals to frontline workers uh, via restaurants that need support. So it's a win-win all the way around, and a lot of people hurting out there, as you know, and so the more support we can give, uh, the better off we'll be. How do you think social media, these mock drafts, would handle you coming out of Tennessee when you did, if, you, if it was well, happening now? I tell you, that's a, uh, that's 
Uh, that's something everybody kind of needs to get ready for coming out. And of course, there wasn't social media then, but I remember uh, I remember somebody telling me, hey, look, just so you know, you're about to get picked on and kind of broken down during this pre-draft process. That's just what they do is they they sort of point out all your all your weaknesses and tell you the things that you can't do. And I remember for me, kind of the buzzword was uh, he doesn't have any upside. I was like, no upside? I'm 21 years old. I mean, I have to have a little upside. I mean, you know, I mean, my neck might get a little longer. I mean, that's going to grow. And uh, I, I think I probably could get a little faster and quicker because the bar is pretty low and I can put on some weight. So, I don't know. It, I mean, that's just part of it, I think. That's the norm. And, of course, there's so many outlets now and – the last thing we need is another draft analyst. I mean, I thought Mel Kiper <laughs> always has done the best job, and now he's got a, 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 there's 50 other people trying to be Mel Kiper. Nobody's going to get his hair, of course, but uh, there's a lot of analysis out there. So I, I think it's a relief to these players when the draft finally gets here, Dan, because then you find out where you're going to work, uh, where you're going to live, and you can you can start that process right away. I remember when I got drafted, uh, in New York, I flew to Indianapolis. I got my playbook. I flew back to Knoxville. We had a little draft celebration party, and I was back in Indianapolis a couple of days later, getting ready for a mini camp. Does the Wonderlick score matter? I don't really think it does. Uh, I didn't. I can't remember what I did. All I remember, Eli like had this incredible score. I think he had like, you know. 42 or something. But he, I remember Eli came and spent a couple of days with me in Indianapolis before the combine. And I remember when he actually took the Wonderlick, he told me, he goes, Peyton, the test that I was studying last night at your house was the exact test that I got for the Wonderlick, the exact test. And so he made like 42, which was awesome. I think I made like, I don't know, 23 or something. And and so I'm like, that's awesome, you know, cause, because the tests are kind of out there. There's no doubt you're going to get the – there's no question – there's no guarantee you'll get the same one, but you kind of knew the sample questions. But Eli's kind of forgotten to tell that story, and all he says now is how much smarter <laughs> he is, that Ole Miss people are smarter than Tennessee people. So Wait, you uh, just sold him out here. Well, it's it, you know it's it's what brothers do, right? We try to keep each other humble. And um, statute uh, of limitations uh, is up. That, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I have I have Eli at thirty nine and you at twenty eight. Okay, there you go. So yeah, he beat me. And I mean, how would you, Dan? And uh, uh, how would you do, Dan? I remember this was a question on my Wonderlook test. You're seventeen years old. Your sister. Is <laughs> let me think. Okay, I got it. Yeah, you're 17 years old. Your sister is twice your age. When you're 23, how old will she be? Wait, now so... you're on the clock here. Oh, you're I know, clock, I, I know, I know. So I'm 17, and and she's run that by me again. You're 17 years old. Your sister is twice your age. Okay, when you're 23. How old will she be? Okay, so she's 34. And she would be 40? No, she's always going to be twice your age, right? She's 46. Four, uh, uh, oh, okay. No, no, actually it's 40. But see, you would have been wrong because you weren't very... Wait, I just said 40. 
I know, but you got to be. I mean, you have to be firm in it. You know, if you're wavering. Oh, now I got to be firm it. in it. Wait, you screwed yeah. up the question and well, the you answer. Only have 12, you only have twelve minutes <laughs> to do it. So you, there's no, I mean. I mean, you're probably in the low teens at this point. I'm okay with that because C's get degrees, <laughs> Peyton. All the great, you, you know, you know, Marino, Jim Kelly. We didn't care about any damn wonderlick. We're here to play football. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, ask That's Greg right. McElroy how it feels to get a great grade on the uh, wonderlick. <laughs> <laughs> I, what are you doing besides? I, uh, I love the uh, Peyton's place uh, places with Raymond Barry. I, I really was touched by that. I thought it was wonderful. You've done a great job with it. I just, I mean, you're going to be 44, right? That's coming up. At what point right. do you say, I, I got, what is my competitive, where's my competitive juices? Where are they going to be flowing? Like, what do you want to do that really, can anything supplement playing quarterback in the NFL? What comes closest? I'm not sure there is, to tell you the truth. And I think the fact that at least I've sort of identified that, that uh, instead of looking for something that's going to give you that same rush of running out on the field before a game or you know, celebrating with your teammates in the locker room, I mean, it just doesn't get um, uh, any, any more of a high than that. And I think trying to chase that in sort of your check it, second chapter can can be a mistake. So I've tried to find little things, um, maybe a combination of things that still keep me stimulated, um, uh, keep me interested, keep me busy, keep uh, keep my kids seeing me working, whatever it is that I'm doing. So whether it's uh, you know being a part of um, different projects with the NFL, you know, a number of philanthropy projects, Dan, that I've been heavily involved in, and I kind of find myself competing, trying to raise more money for the cause than we did the year before. Uh, certainly my time with my with my family, you know, even more so during this quarantine time, uh, that, that has been uh, uh, one of the positives of it, that you truly do get to be together uh, as a family, no traveling, which, you know, uh, has been okay with me. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't have all the answers and, and people, you know, I don't really use the R word. Everybody says, how's retirement? I'm like, <laughs> I'm not sitting on my couch all day. Uh, or maybe I am now during the, during the quarantine, but, but for the most part, I find myself kind of busy and stimulated participating in a lot of different projects and kind of a part of a number of different teams, if you will. And, uh, uh, that's, that's keeping me going, and, and I, I'm enjoying doing it. Yeah, I know that there was the Monday night football talk, but you know that there, there'll be other jobs there. The, what I look forward to seeing one day, if it ever happens, is a camera behind the quarterback as he goes to the line of scrimmage, and you in real time as an analyst saying, you know, hey, I see this. There's the Mike linebacker here. Now you see the free safety here. He's now this is where I would be. I'd change the play here. Or this is what I would run. like putting us in that moment as no other quarterback has ever been able to do in real time is the fascination that I have with you as a broadcaster. You know, you'll, you'll find you, you have a, enough jobs here and doing enough things. But I'm selfishly, I would hope one day to see you do a game in real time live and, and take us to the line of scrimmage. Well, I appreciate that. The, you know, the challenge with broadcasting and the ones that are great at it, like, like Tony and, uh, and Chris Collinsworth. And of course, John, the all time great John Madden is to be able to, to share all that information in five seconds. You yeah. see, I could talk about a play for, you know, 
two hours the same play. I mean, when I was watching college rewinding over and over again. Well, you don't have two hours, so uh, I'm not sure I'd be as good at it, you know, knowing I only have five seconds to talk about what a quarterback seeing the line of scrimmage, but I'd be glad to send you like a like a long voice memo or you know a selfie video, just kind of talking through it. I, you know, I'd be glad to share that with you. Okay, all right, maybe just one play a week. You just say, "Here, Dan, here's your one play." There you go. That'd be it. There you go. And you yeah. could spend you know an hour and a half, two hours on that one play, and tell me everything you see there. But I I I I think it would be great. I really would. And uh, you know, maybe I'm being you know, I am being selfish. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I appreciate that. Thank uh, you. Now, I want to give I want to send that card to Eli, so give me somebody to send it to because it's the actual one that I'm or just give me your address on the air here and uh and then I'll just send that uh I was joking about that about giving me your address. It's uh it's it's my just send, send it to uh send it to Mile High Stadium. Mile High Stadium. I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure Eli gets it, okay? I will. I'll okay. be sure. I'll yeah. be sure he gets it. Eli is uh, breaking news. You know, he's got four kids at home, uh, homeschooling. He is um, he is coming out of retirement <laughs> to football this week. Uh, so, there's your breaking news. Wait, Peyton, is he willing to play for the Chargers now? Yes, yes. All, all, all forgotten. All forgiveness forgotten. That's how desperate he is to get out of the house. He'll play for the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, it's fanatics.com, the all-in challenge with Peyton Manning. There's so many great uh, opportunities there, auction items there. And uh, Peyton, congratulations for uh, what you've been doing. And certainly uh, Peyton's uh, places have been wonderful as well. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me on. You guys stay healthy and stay safe. That's uh, Peyton Manning. Yep. Eli is coming out of retirement there. Now, i got to send that card there. <laughs> We, funny guy, man. We gotta, I got to send that card. That's the one I read off of when Eli got that card. Uh, that's good stuff there. That's funny, dude. I don't know. What, the Chargers part of it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think the Chargers fans are going to be laughing about that, but that's okay. Yeah, Paul. It doesn't matter how old you get. You always have a little brother, and the little brother mm. always gets it. Between giving out the fact that he had the prep test for the Wonderlick, and that's why he <laughs> nailed it, and the fact that he's got four kids at home and wants to come back and play. Uh, this program brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. The all new GT four door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any interviews from the Mercedes AMG man cave, go to the Dan Patrick show app, watch and listen from inside the Mercedes AMG man cave, Mercedes AMG driving performance, our best and worst of the weekend and your phone calls next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern six to nine Pacific on Fox sports radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick show. Got a lot of t-shirts, danpatrick.com. Got a meat Friday t-shirt, meat Friday apron, Sausage Off sticker. We got the Quarantine This t-shirt, the Tampa Bay t-shirts. Go to danpatrick.com to pick up yours. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. Got the information from Peyton Manning. And I can send out the card that I had on the podium that night when Eli won the MVP in the Super Bowl. And then he got that uh, Corvette that he is going to uh, auction off. So uh, we'll send that card to Eli and make sure that that's included with the car. 
We got a scoreboard winner. Fritzy's scoreboard every morning. He puts up some numbers, home and away, 41-63. Marty in New York, the Syracuse area, is uh, the winner. 63 is Michael Jordan points on this day. Correct. 41. 1967 was the date. 1967 with 41. The famous 41 from the Northeast in baseball. A New York Met pitched with Tom, Matt Lack and Kuzman. Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver got his first victory on this date in 1967, beating the Cubs 6-1, to one, obviously wearing number 41, Tom Terrific. Wow. First win this date in 67. I, I, I wouldn't have guessed that, but uh, the 63 is uh, Michael Jordan on this day. Marty in New York got that. Um, this is from Ian Rappaport, a draft tidbit to file away for Thursday. The Giants have spent a lot of time researching Justin Herbert, a process that included FaceTime conversations with uh, Coach Joe Judge per Mike. Uh, who is that? Who's uh, who's doing that, McLevin? Uh, Ian tweeted it. Maybe Garofalo. I'm not okay. sure. What are those okay. I just want to make sure I give people the right credit. Uh, but giant, is that real, Dan? Is I that have, like a? I have no idea. I don't know what is real. Anything that comes from a team, I just I don't think it's real. I feel like the Giants want to trade out, and the Lions. If I'm the Lions, I want to trade out as well. Unless I feel like Okuda from Ohio State is Darrell Revis, then I, I I need a little bit more help there. But I, you know, when I brought this up to a source, I said, "Would the Lions take two? And he said, "No, that staff needs to win now." Because if they don't win now, there's a new staff coming in. That's why they wouldn't do something as uh, crazy as that. All right, go around the room. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you. Best and worst. My best of the weekend. Watching several old boxing matches on ESPN Saturday. The Rumble in the Jungle. Uh, I saw Holyfield Foreman. De La Hoya, Julio Cesar Chavez, where the weather was 98 degrees at Caesars Palace. That was a fun time all day Saturday watching boxing. Worst is, I'm not sure if there'll be more Bulls mic'd up practice footage in future episodes, but I wanted a lot more of MJ getting on Ron Harper and his teammates. I was disappointed. Just when I was getting into it, it kind of ended. So I'm hoping we're going to see MJ get in the face of his teammates a little more. McLovin? McLovin? Sorry. Uh, best is going to be Trolls World tour uh, is available uh, now. It's a movie that's out in theaters. We watch it 30 times. It's a great way to distract kids. I don't know if you've seen that, Dan, but it's become a bit of a phenom. Justin Timberlake's awesome. The other best is the Rolling Stones performing on one of those concerts on uh, Saturday night. They got together and did You Can't Always Get What You Want. And a lot of great uh, musicians. Jagger still looks pretty good, man. At his age, he's still pulling it off, man. Uh, Seton, best and worst. Uh, my best and bestie worst-ish. Uh, are both movie reviews. I watched The Invisible Man, uh, this new one with Elizabeth Moss, mm-hmm. and it is, I thought it was really good. I liked it a lot. I thought it was creepy as hell. Okay. Um, but if you're into those kind of scary movies, a little gory, um, but that was really good. And then I watched the remake of, or sort of an update maybe, of Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. Um, and it was good. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, the best part of the movie is probably, uh, while well, the dog and the scenery, both of which are completely fake. Um, but it did give me sort of a lump in my throat at the end of it. I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong with me, dude? <laughs> They're good movies though. And definitely like kid. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Call the wild is kid approves. Uh, invisible man. Definitely not. 
Paulie, best and worst? Uh, stumbled on a channel on Saturday afternoon and watched an entire Herschel Walker game. I think it was cut down to an hour. He ran for like 225 against Tennessee or something like that. And uh, it was fascinating to watch Herschel Walker in college. It, it felt like he was by far the biggest, strongest, fastest person on the field. And he happened to be in the running back position. Um, the other best part was the music during the Michael Jordan Bulls documentary. I thought they did a good job matching the music of the time. They did I'm Bad by LL Cool J around the 63-point performance, and it took that moment and made it even more interesting because of the music of the time. Jeff in Detroit, back on the program. Hi, Jeff. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, what up, though, Dan? Uh, are you still doing a draft party? Uh, before I get to my best and worst, are you still doing a draft party uh, virtually? On YouTube, with, I, uh, Pat Rowan, I don't know if we are because I I don't know if I okay. want to you know spend four hours just <laughs> sitting talking yeah, to the I dentist. Got you. I mean, you deal with us all day every day, but we would love it after show for show. Uh, that's the worst of the weekend. My worst is that I'm still a Jordan hater. As much as I want to <laughs> say, okay, yeah, he's the greatest, this, that, and the other. It's just that little. Mm, after all of these years, and my, my boy said, you're still hating on Jordan. No, I still won't buy none of his shoes. Still won't say he's the greatest. I'm loving LeBron versus Jordan arguments, knowing that, of course, Jordan is the best. My best of the weekend, stumbled upon a little jump on Netflix. It's called Car Masters, Rest to Riches, and it's a car restoration program, but they kind of throw you a curveball. They got, you know, the owner that has money in the wiry uh, shop guy that knows everything. But imagine Chrissy Teigen with the ability to drop a 454 and put you up on game on your motor. They have a, uh, her name is Constance. Gorgeous as all get out and put you up on game. Let me know that maybe I need to go get a LS7 and put it in my car. You know what I'm saying? So it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good show. Check it out. All right. Thank you, Jeff. I will. I'll, t- I'll check that out. Got other things. Bosch came out. So you I, like, I, you I, like car shows though. Yeah. I mean, I'm fascinated with people who can do things with their hands like that and where they go, Hey, I'll drop that engine. Hey, I'm rebuilding this, uh, you know, 327. And I go, really? Can I watch? I mean, that's what I'm doing with this car that I'm watching somebody restore for me. I'm just watching him do it. And, you know, I, I always say, you know, he'll be doing things and I'll say, tell me what you're doing. He goes, well, I'm just dropping the engine. I go, I know, but what do you tell me what you're doing? Do play-by-play here. Go slow. It's like car porn. Just go slow when you're talking about dropping the engine. Go slow when you're going to take it down to bare metal. Go slow. Very slow. More phone calls coming up. Best and worst of the weekend. Reggie Aloysius Miller Jr. the third will join us. What did he take away from the Bulls documentary? Back after this final hour. <laughs> 